0: Welcome to LiveTrader.com podcast. The content here is for informational purposes only. Should not be taken as legal business text or investment advice and be used to evaluate any investment or security or be directed to any investors, potential investors, and LiveTrader fund. For more details, please see LiveTrader.com forward slash disclosures. All right, so on this week, we have NFT Queen Asia, also known as Hanis Hamileis. A metaverse advocate and NFT strategies here to empower and educate everyone about the importance of Web3. So platform is used to simplify NFT or metaverse utilization for everyone to understand. Anis, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Terence. Thank you.
0: So tell us what, what are NFTs? You know, it seems that NFT, the NFT market has surpassed about 40 billion dollars in 2021. A new estimate shows that every day, you know, the last um, art by Beeple, which was sold for sixty-nine point three million dollars, and that price actually made Beeple the third most valuable living artist uh, after the auction by Jeff Koons, as well as uh, David Hockney. Sure,
1: sure. So. If you think about where we are right now, so NFTs is actually non-fungible tokens. Um, The technology that is actually being used on it, it's being built on top of blockchain. And the use case that comes out of NFTs is to allow us as an investor or as a user who owns an NFTs to, to verify the identity and ownership of an asset So you can tokenize an asset as a non-fungible. It's different to crypto because crypto is being seen as a fungible token. Um, And this is why the importance of NFT is that the uniqueness of an asset that you tokenize on a blockchain that has actually been um, stored and um, that has also been actually secured on a blockchain um, according to the cryptography algorithm.
0: And then leads to my next question, are NFTs here to stay, or is it just a fad?
1: That's very interesting, Terence. Um, a very good question. Um, in my personal opinion, I feel and I believe that NFT is here to stay. Definitely here to stay. We are just at the beginning of this revolution.
0: And what is the role of NFTs in the metaverse? Because you mentioned a little bit about metaverse. Uh, For those in the audience who do not know what a metaverse is, um, metaverse is actually a theoretical concept of a digital 3D world. As you know, there there are a lot of um, companies, tech giants right now, including Meta, previously called Facebook. They're now moving into this space. And um, with VR headsets, AR glasses, so we are seeing a boom of um, those sort of like hardware devices as well as software. So I'm curious to know uh, in a 3D world, right, how can we visualize and interact, you know, in this, in this space and for those audience who are interested in capitalizing on maybe a next wave in, in this um, disruptive technology in the metaverse
1: space? That's very interesting. So first of all, let me take a step back and explain to the audience here, what really is Metaverse? Like you mentioned, right, Metaverse comes in in the um, alignment of having 3Ds or even VRs, ARs, as well as 5G as an edge computing embedded into this. Metaverse, there's no specific definition if you look at um, dictionary. However, in there was um, um, a book uh, written by Neil Stephenson, back in the '90s, about uh, it's called Snow Crash, and it defines Metaverse as a 3D virtual reality world.
0: Interesting you mention about that, and even films like Ready Player One, or yes. you know what we're seeing now today with uh, Roblox or even Fortnite. So I'm interested yes. to know, as in um, in this space, how can people live? I mean, through their avatars, right? Let's say about 10 years, fast forward 10 years from now. All of us have our, our own avatars by trading and maintaining those sort of digital assets represented by NFTs.
1: Sure. I mean, well, okay, where we are right now, if you see, how do you communicate with me right now are actually via online. We have our mobile, we have our laptop. So we're using this as an avenue for us to communicate. And in the simplest term, this is what we call Web2. In the idea of where Metaverse comes in is that you are now a representation of your own identity as an avatar within the Metaverse platform, within this virtual reality. You can actually embed as a virtual reality, where you wear your head glasses or smart glasses. Or you come in into augmented reality, where you still use your tablet, your desktop, or even your mobile to embed the, 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 the virtual world as well as the physical or reality we are in so how uh, the whole idea of how avatars are representing us in the metaverse in the virtual world is happening now we are already at the start and soon you will see interoperability comes in in between these different metaverses how this avatar can come in imagine yourself i'm wearing this white shirt or pink shirt right now and i could actually pop in from Sandbox to the central land and to Roblox as my identity, as my avatar, and this avatar is what an NFT is. So you own that avatar. And that's being embedded into it. Mean, so I
0: think you mentioned a little bit about Sandbox and Decentraland. For well, for the audience who do not know what is a Sandbox and what is Decentraland, can you explain a little bit about what is this um, sure. interesting thing that's happening right now? No,
1: I know. I know. Okay. It's hard right now, right? Um, OK, so Sandbox. Think about it. Sandbox is actually um, a brand. A brand that is actually being used as a virtual land or another Metaverse, what you what you want to call it. So the products that they are uh, selling and the products that they are servicing in this concept is actually virtual land plots. And what is it essentially? Businesses comes in to partner with them in order to um, to build in order to actually transact. It's like a
0: digital piece of a real estate.
1: Yes, that correctly.
0: That's so right. Are we, seeing, are we seeing like cities around the world being represented in this metaverse space, um, such as in the sandbox sort of app? Let's well, see if I could see like, um, you know, virtual sort of LA, New York City, Hong Kong, or even Singapore.
1: Well, there's no specific to that. The reason why I'm saying is that um, it is, think about it, it's a new creator economy. That's what it is. So you they have a plot of lands, plots of lands where there's multiple businesses in there. Whoever owns that virtual land plots, you get the as an investor, you can build, you can create, you can even do uh, design any properties or even any businesses that you want, whether it's a virtual mall or a virtual city. And back to your question before, Terence, about the difference between Sandbox and Decentraland is that they are actually a different metaverse that has the different metaverse currency that's being used as well. Decentraland uses mana as their currency, as their fungible currency in order so to So is that trade.
0: the native token? That's or right.
1: Mana? Yes. Sandbox uses sand. So how you want to trade, how you want to purchase any in-game assets, even like purchase uh, land plots, you use that currency uh, and they are both actually being built on an Ethereum blockchain.
0: So if I'm getting this correctly, I cannot trade MANA, which is the native token of Decentraland in Sandbox. Those are two different sort of metaverse places.
1: That's right. You can't. However, you can swap into Ethereum if if you need it.
0: Got it now how do we implement a metaverse within this nft space because or is it the other way around because we're seeing a rise of uh, these apps like Decentraland or sandbox if you will what is the role of nfts in in let's say sandbox or Decentraland?
1: that's a very good question so for all the audiences um I think i've been asked these questions multiple times by so many people um it goes back to the basic of what nft is yeah which is the uniqueness of an asset any kind of assets that you can tokenize on a blockchain you own that literally and how metaverse comes in is where like you mentioned the whole virtual reality the whole ar augmented reality comes in and of course there's also a blockchain that represents as a blockchain gaming that lies underneath it. So if you look into the base of it, blockchain is being used as a technology that starts as a foundation. So any interoperability and ownership of these assets are actually being used within this uh, world. So how do you... The way I see it is that NFT is actually a gateway to the metaverse. You, The, the, the situation that I explained earlier, like I'm wearing a pink shirt avatar, I want to transport myself between different virtual land, different metaverse. The the concept of the technology that underlies underneath it is still using blockchain. And this is why it's important to have embedded NFTs that define you from your digital identity and also the ownership that you own on the blockchain to be transported into different metaverses here. So any in-game assets, for instance, within the game, like you know your wearables, your shoes, your, your digital sneakers, all of those is a is a form of NFTs that are actually an asset that is tokenized on a blockchain.
0: Right. Have us understand. Let's say if I spend my fifty thousand dollars today buying plots of land in Sandbox or in Decentraland, can I brand my plot of land out? Or- or you know, generate at least a passive income from this?
1: Oh, Terrence, you are very, very futuristic thinking. Exactly. This is what, this is why a futurist and futuristic thinking person will do. Um, I know we are still living in this reality world that a lot of people cannot imagine is, but think about this. The movie of Ready Player One already embedded an envisioned to us. This is likely, highly likely, how the future is going to be. Right, so if I own a plot of land on Sandbox or land, even like on other uh, metaverse land like Webland or even like crypto voxels, imagine that you own you own the creativity. That's an opportunity for you. You can actually build a residential building. And in the Web3 world, it's about sharing with each other. It's about partnership. It's about community building. You can partner even with hotels, even like with property developers, for them to embed their brand onto your land plots, your virtual world. And once you build a residential building, you can even rent it out for other avatars to come and stay temporarily at your place. They want to organize events, social parties, or even entertainments. All those things can be done there. You and how you want to create, what kind of businesses, proposition you want to do, that is your choice. So imagine the possibility that you can do and own it once you own this land plot within this metaverse space.
0: That's so interesting. Now that leads to my next question. What's your take on play-to-earn blockchain games today? We are seeing a rise of uh, games like Axie Infinity. For those of you who do not know what Axie Infinity is, you can actually earn ethereum by playing the game and it's so interesting to to see that in countries like philippines where there's a you know a population of unbankable there are more x infinity wallets than credit cards in the philippines so i'm just curious to know what's your take on play to earn games in game in in game assets and rewards with nfts
1: i believe that these in-game assets, uh, the play-to-earn game is what I would say at the forefront. We are at the forefront of an open new creator economy. Um play-to-earn games allow if you look at play-to-earn games allow you as a gamer, you as an investor, yeah, or as a gamer, as a as a even like any, any individual who owns um, an avatar or who owns an access into this game to earn. So if you look at Axie Infinity, how that has actually changed the economy that is that has happened in Philippines, based on playing the games, you are able to you, uh, earn a certain reward and access and you gain tokens um, based on that. So whether you realize it or not, this uh, group of wealth of customers or users gamers actually in philippines they are actually quitting the day job and starting to play axie infinity because they are actually earning money out of that and how that has actually evolved is creating a new economy for the developing world so and it's not just i'm seeing in philippines but also in vietnam and some parts of southeast asia well people are using this play to earn games as a form of earning money, but at the same time, living and having fun and, you know, getting socialized, connecting with people. So this is the new economy that's creating um, in this virtual world.
0: You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned that blockchain or NFT just flattens the global playing field. Anyone around the world could get access to those games or, you know, to, to perhaps um, play to earn, to earn some blockchain, some Ethereum by playing those games. So there's no difference between you know playing it in, let's say, the US, Philippines, Vietnam. And the other sort of interesting phenomenon that we're seeing in this NFT space is that you could actually earn dividends if you're an artist. If your NFT is resold on marketplaces like OpenSea, you could earn a royalty in the yep. Can you That's explain awesome. a little bit how, how that works?
1: Yes, so NFTs has a very unique ways on how you can also earn uh, money out of it. So let's say, depending on the role you want to play, whether you're a buyer or you're a creator. So you can be a creator and a seller at the same time, which means you create the NFTs. And you also sell your own nfts so it's about being an artist but also you you need a developer who can kind of um embedded the code of you know blockchains um onto this so in the case of if you're creating an nft collection you can sell it on a market marketplace or you can if you have enough um nft collections to mean you can even sell it on your website uh, as a start to mint and what happens is that once the NFTs are being minted, minted means you have actually uh, started selling it as an original price, or or think about it as an original price to your customers, that can actually, whoever buys it in this context can also, um, you can sell it at any secondary price, but the idea behind this is that uh, the royalty fees that you set up in every transaction that you sell on your second third or fourth selling you will be able to earn the royalty fees out of it let's say i purchase i purchase nfts from you terence yeah in this case i've already you sell it to me at say one ethereum but you set up in terms of where the the royalty fees comes in at 2%. So in this instance, 2% of that one Ethereum you already own in terms of royalty fees. And whoever I sell it to next, um, my NFTs, the transaction of that, which is another 2% of the royalty fees, mm-hmm. you will get it because you are the creator in this case. So imagine the kind of um, passive income that you can actually be earning from this and how that can allow um, a lot of the upcoming artists, upcoming um, creators to even start earning passive income money coming from this. So
0: you're saying in the past, let's say if I'm a traditional artist, if I have a painting and I sell that painting, it's more like a one-off transaction. I would not be able to earn any recurring um, royalties if it's resold in the marketplace. Whereas in the NFT world or metaverse uh, world, As those assets being transacted in the future, I'd be able to maybe generate a recurring revenue that is set on the blockchain.
1: Definitely, definitely, you are, you can. If if you are the creator, but the role plays differently if you're just the buyer, because if you're the buyer, you wouldn't be earning the royalty fees here. Yeah. So to the audience, that's a very different role about being a creator. You'll be paying in
0: Ethereum. Ethereum. Right. But how, how, if,
1: as a buyer, because you can sell at a certain price to get the margin profit margin from it.
0: So, so so that's flipping NFTs, right? That's on a different spec or spectrum. If I want to invest in an NFT, when I sell it, whether for profit or loss, the original artist will still get a cut from, from, from that resale.
1: Definitely. The original artist, yeah.
0: Now explain a little bit about the NFT marketplace or, you know, the overall markets of NFT today, because it seems that last year, NFT has been going like crazy. Everyone's talking about NFTs. And um, it seems that the first quarter of 2022, NFT sales has crashed about 92%. So what is the full story?
1: Very interesting, um, Terrence. I mean, yes, of course, when... I think NFT started, especially like when it comes to um, the start of pandemic. Yeah. Uh, however, the hype of it started last year in 2021. Um, you started seeing where CryptoPunk started to sell and then even bought Apes. I think Bot Apes came around Q3 last year or Q2 last year. And of course, the upcoming, you know, like cool Cats, um, all this upcoming NFT collection started to come in. So the hype is like a bubble bust. You know the hype is starting to being built and if you look at where the dot com bubble bus comes in as well um it's actually at the curve you know there's a bubble burst curve so there's a term that i would say called like tulip mania that started maybe in the 1600s where um the dutch were trying were were selling um, tulips as actually part of their um, a trading perspective so where where i see nfts are right now we are we are at the stage where NFTs are being reset. So reset, refocus, and there's going to be a lot more amazing, accelerating, and uh, mind-boggling NFT use cases. That's So going
0: are to you saying the 90% of you know, maybe bad projects are going to fade away and the 5 to 10% quality projects will, will sustain?
1: I believe so, definitely, because if you look at where the 92% is i mean there are a lot of scammers out there as well so it i'm telling a lot of the audiences here we need to be careful as well in terms of how
0: do you screen for the 10 of maybe five percent if you will of quality projects if i plan to invest maybe some small sums in yeah
1: well any nft investments for me is actually very risky it's still a risk so how we want to know in terms of which project to follow there's a lot of elements in there you have to look into for instance um look at the legality that like the legit of the the, the the name the collection look at in terms of the followers is there being endorsed by any well-known investors well-known influencers and also you look at the track record of the founders or the creators of the collection if they have actually done um, a previous collection a successful collection can give for example like the bot apes or even the mutant apes um, even some in crypto punks and look at the roadmap that's very critical because you need to know where your money is being invested in so You mentioned
0: about roadmaps. What what are the metrics uh, we should be looking at of the basic sort of like things that, um, you know, quality projects, uh, projects should
1: have? So for instance, if you, like I said, Web3 is all about partnership. So think about from your roadmap, it's not what is your roadmap within the next two, three years or two years that they have in order to accommodate to which metaverse. What is the end goal that they have within your roadmap? Which metaverse are they going to embed these NFTs are? And what type of NFTs are they selling? Whether it's land plots, or it's actually avatars, or it's arts. So if it's avatars, you know this avatars has the potential of using that as your digital identity in this metaverse. And which metaverse they are actually partnering with. So these are the kind of things that you need to... Um, consider when you actually start minting and purchasing your nfts
0: right would you mind sharing a little bit about your roadmap for nft queen asia and where can the audience find more about nft queen asia
1: sure so thank you terence um, i really enjoyed today's chat um, so for me i've started my platform nft queen asia as um as a platform on Instagram as well or on Twitter, you can find me on Queen underscore Asia on Instagram and on Twitter as well, Queen underscore Asia on Twitter. So the idea is I would like to convey and empower everyone to understand what Web3, which is metaverse, NFTs, AR, or even like um, you know VR on a simplified terms because We live in a world where we are just at the beginning of revolution and I would like everyone to actually adopt to this and see that this is our next internet revolution that we're going to. So follow me and um, I hope to actually meet all the audience in person soon.
0: That's NFT Queen Asia and thanks for listening to Against the Machine
1: podcast. Thanks
0: for listening to the Live Trader Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating or comment on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Plus, you can get future updates for
1: email and future shows, transcripts, video tutorials,